Hey, welcome back to another episode from Life for Living Well. Once again, my name is Richard and I will be your anchor for the podcast this week. Before we dive in, in to the podcast this week, I quickly want to say if you'd like to contact me or write directly or make a suggestion to this podcast, you can use the form on our website and fill that form and then let us know your view about the podcast. And if you do like to raise a question of one to the other, you can also send me an email by writing to info at lifeforlivingwell.com. Um, once again, my name is Richard. So let's dive in. So this is the third week of the topic that we've been looking into which is 10 practical resourceful skills and we've looked into proactive so this week we look into giving so but before i go straight into it i quickly would like to quote two or three people view about giving so these are the people that actually really respect what they've done in their lifetime and the impact they're still making to current generation and probably generation to come and let's say what motivate them and why how do they manage to do it and what are the benefits of giving so because we live in a time where some people believe that they don't have enough so also people believe that giving it means people are exploiting them so also some people giving blindly by not taking care of themselves or having an unnatural relationship with their resources with their time with their food with their clothes with their relationship with their money with their job with their talent so they feel guilty of my of money they feel guilty of i have time they feel guilty of even have hobbies so they don't know how to share it and the the key thing is to give it in a way that doesn't damage or destroy you so because sometimes when we are giving we thought that we should just give it blankly and not thinking of saving for yourself not thinking of taking care of yourself not thinking about even jesus said that love your neighbor as you love yourself he never encourage you that love your neighbor than yourself. So, and if you truly love yourself, if you are cold, you warm yourself. If you need the food, you feed yourself. If you need to pay your debt, you look for a job and create an income and pay it off. And when you have this, when these resources come, I prefer Joseph principle, where you take a certain percentage of what you earn and you put it aside for another time and it mandates will automatically come out from your account but some people they have a net relationship with the money so they give everything out so they perpetually remain in a position where they cannot even help themselves talk less of helping anyone so these are not the kind of giving this podcast is looking for this podcast is looking and trying to open a discussion where you can give it in a way that doesn't destroy you materially, mentally, financially, 
spiritually. So you're giving in a way that you you take your needs and you're able to separate what you need and what you want. And what is more challenging to most people today is they are not able to separate what they want and what they need. So it's so interwoven that they cannot even know it. So, but only when you embrace giving, you begin to live some kind of life that you live mostly your life based on what you need. And you don't actually need the love to be happy. You don't need the love to wake up this morning. All you need to do, have a bed, have a place to sleep. You don't even have a bed. You have a comfortable place to sleep. You wake up. But you really need to have a 10 bed to be able to sleep. You don't. That's a want. You really need the five cars to travel to your work. You don't. You just need to have a form of transport, whether cycle to work, which is actually good for you long time. If your work is not far and it's easy and there's a cycle path to get there or walking. So, so let's get started. So what are the few quotations that I put forward is to different people that they create inspiration in a two different way. So what motivates some people to give? So these are the questions that I'm throwing to you. Have you asked yourself that question? If giving is not a natural thing for you, why is it easy for some people to do so? You could say because they are rich, but I'm going to show to you at the end of this podcast that they do this even before they became rich. Because if you don't have it, you can't give it. And things that they have embraced when they don't have a lot is what helps them when they have a lot. Because it's difficult to give when you have more. It is far, far difficult because each thing that you have, have a portion that belongs to. My grandfather used to say that you don't know anyone until you give them money. So in his mind, he thinks the money show what people really are. I actually think that money is not the root of how people behave or what people do. He just think that expose it. It's exposed, their character is exposed, but already there. But maybe because they are in one particular environment or situation, they are not able to do say that. But once they find themselves in a different environment or money, they start to show other side of them that was already there. But the money exposes it. If somebody is arrogant, money doesn't make them arrogant. Money just magnifies the arrogant within them. Because now they have the tools to show it. If somebody has a pride, money doesn't create the pride. It magnifies it. So, what motivates some people to give? Does giving really make you happy? So, these are the questions I want you to take a time this week to find the answer for yourself. Does giving really make you happy? For some people, it does. And for some other people, money didn't make them happy. Giving didn't make them happy. But I want to show overall that majority of people that genuinely giving 
without having attachment attached to their giving. And that's why many people give it to charity because he protect he has some kind of layer that doesn't have that cut off uh, expectation of individual on them. Because when you are giving from the motive that what is in need for me, you probably don't see the benefit of giving. It probably don't make you happy because you might not get what you expect. But when you give it from the point of abundance and from the point of compassion, from the point of humanity, there's definitely that they return it back to you. Hundredfold of what you gave. So let's say the first quotation of I'm Frank. I have found that among its other benefits, giving liberate the soul of the giver. So, with all the years of Anne Frank experience, despite the tragedy of Holocaust that she went through, she observed people around her and what she practiced every time, every day in, in her own life. She come to conclusion that so many benefits that she's known with giving. There's one particular benefit that stand stood up, stood up above all that benefit that associated with giving. It's free your soul. You become lighter in spirit, in mind, in thinking. And most of the biggest challenges we have is our own expectation, other people's expectations. I once been told that someone expect me to help them and they put a mom that I should help them, but this individual never spoke to me. So when I heard about it, I quickly arranged for communication between us and I clarify what area I can help and I will appreciate if the person talked to me for rather assuming what I'm able to do without talking to me first. Yes, it was uncomfortable for both but it was honest and it's important to be open and be honest with one another and manage the expectation. Or managing expectation is what causes so many toxic in relationship today. Everyone have one expectation upon the other with people that they connect with. But this kind of giving, you have to give from your heart without any attachment attached to it. Saint Singular once said that you have to help enough people, especially people that cannot pay you back. They cannot return it back to you. And that's how the giving should be practiced. It's not the way it's practiced where there's a motive intentions, whether to control the person or to explore them or to take advantage of them. No wonder why many people are skeptical of Samaritans around them. People that are easily to want to listen to them, give their time to them. People that call out to check how they are doing. People become very skeptical about it because they start thinking, what is it with what is it that this person wants? 
And the Bible says that you should be more mindful of somebody that's flattering you because it's flattering you to trap you. But this is where this kind of giving is coming. You have to give without any attachment to it, without expecting anything in return. Give cheerfully, give it for your heart. If you notice that you have a trouble doing that, then don't give. If you have trouble of giving somebody without thinking that they're taking advantage of you or exploit you, then don't do it. Listen to how you feel at the same time. So number two quotation before I open up the floor is from John D. Rockefeller Jr. Think of giving not as a duty, but as a privilege. So if you actually think like you are in position to give, you no longer looking at it that oh I have to do it because it's a religious practice or it's because this is how I was raised. You are doing it because it's a privilege to give. You 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 feel it. You work in the month, you get your salary, or you do your own business. You make a profit. You pay your tax. And then you look into what you are, you pay yourself, you put certain percentage for yourself, no negotiable. And out of what left, you take certain percentage uh, and you give maybe 2% or 5% you can avoid. You give it away and you keep 95% to yourself or you can avoid 10%, 20%. Whatever percentage that you can avoid that doesn't affect your own financial well-being is what you should consider. And it's not necessarily have to be money. It could be your time. It could be your skills. It could be helping your 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 club, your community to do clean up on Saturday. Little little things like that. You might think it's a little thing, but it make a massive impact on people that use that service. There's always someone that we need something from us. There's always someone that always of a needs. And if you take your time to look around, you'll be surprised. What about that your friend that you have not heard from him or her for a long, long time? If you really know what is going on, I'm guilty of that as well. But giving is go beyond money. It's also giving our time to say, look, I have 10 minutes. I want to know everything. If you can, let me know how I can help you. Sometimes you might not be able to help them. You might only just add their problem. And when you pray, you if you are the type that pray, you might just pray for them without them knowing you're praying for them. Another thing you hear people say is, oh, I'm praying for you. They don't have to know you're praying for them. It's a, it's a privilege to do so. So, giving can be an alien concept to some people, but from generation to generation, history has shown us men and women that had included autism into their existence create meaning to their life. So what will begin to happen to your life is you begin to create meaning 
into your life, you realize that your essence of living is love. And you show love in so many different ways. And one of the ways that you show love is giving. Because you cannot give what you don't have. But I'm telling you that you have a lot. If you're listening to this podcast today, you actually have a lot. And you have to come from the place of abundance. And the more you begin to embrace giving to your life, the more you begin to see changes in your life. I have met few people that they have a lot, but they're still thinking that they don't have enough. And anytime they help or give something to help their family member, they complain a lot about it. And I wonder why they do it. It's better not to give because it's like you are throwing away your resources. It's like a farmer put a sand in the desert where there's no rain and there's no fertilizer, the soil is dead. So that will be the end of that seed. Buddha once said, a single candle can light thousands of candles without diminishing its own light. Humans have two opposing forces that often fight against each other without you even being aware of it. So what are these forces that make it difficult for some people to give and why it make it seem easier for some people that give? But these opposing view forces, we have to battle it every time. And the more we choose the right one, the better we become in surrender to one of the forces. So which of these forces is still operating your own life today? Which of these forces that you are to constantly fight? So it takes a kind of mind shift to choose one over the other. Which one wins many times? So the question is, which of these forces is actually win many times? So the fact of the matter is, it depends on the one you feed. So what are these forces? Let's quickly look at them. The forces are endemic to our nature. It's part of us. We cannot get rid of them. But we can always choose one above the other. They're like a twins. And they are there. But the more we feed one, the more we have a better relationship with it. So... These are so the forces are lack and giving. So, number one is lack, number two is giving. If you think you do not have anything or enough, then it will be impossible to give. If you think that I don't know anything, then you cannot teach anything. Mm-hmm. And the more you teach, the more you know, as I find out. So, you come from the place of I don't know anything. And then you realize that you know little, you know few things. And the more you teach other people that don't even have a clue about it, the more you yourself know because you are both students. You just become a light for them. Often, most people can give their smile, time, and kindness, even if they do not have money to do so. Kindness in our world will go a long way 
to someone that has never experienced it. Most philanthropists today, you know, actually started giving their time, knowledge, and effort to charity or community before they became rich and wealthy. And this is where most people don't realize when they hear that so many rich people, billionaire, billionaire, give millions of dollars, millions of pounds to the charity. They think that they only do that because they have abundant assets. No, they already doing this thing even before they became rich. Because you can't give what you don't have. Because it takes a lot to work so hard and say, okay, I'm going to give 10% of my income this month to charity that I strongly believe that can make a big difference. It's not an easy thing to do. But if you are earning a few thousand a month and you give 200 pounds out of it to your charity, maybe it's equivalent to 2%. 30% of your income if you can avoid it. If you cannot avoid it, don't do it. If you can avoid it after paying your fixed expenses, after making a percentage of savings for yourself, and you say, okay, I still got this leftover, I'm going to give this to charity. What will begin to happen to your life is you probably be republished back with time, and then you'll be in position to give larger amount in the future when that opportunity of multiple incomes come into your life if is that what you want or you can get the benefit of it in terms of your relationship with others or good at but this podcast is not telling you that you just give your ad an income that you yourself need to pay down your debt or to look after yourself and give it to charity money is not the only thing you can give there's so many things you can get. Look around, declutter your places. Look at the thing that you don't use for a long, long time. How is it going to be useful and benefit for some people? So one billionaire even said, the more you give, the more you receive. Many of us think giving is only money. That's not true. Often, children have a lot to teach adults in this area. And a mindset that has locked us to fear of lack. So because we fear of lack is the main reason why it discourages us to give. Because we think when I have a lot of money, I will give. When I have a lot of time, I will give. Remember, when you are a child yourself, have you ever shared your food, toy, time with other kids without fear of lack? Because you know you will still have another lunch tomorrow. If you share your lunch today, you don't think, oh, let me keep it today because I will eat it tomorrow. No, because you just know that you're coming from the abundant home, that your parents will provide this for you. So you see how giving benefits us tremendously.
And the irony is that you must not attach expectation such as what is the need for me. And that is where a lot of people try to give few time and when they don't get anything in return, they stop doing it because they already attach the outcome that, okay, they say, if I give this, I will get it back. So this money, this month, I gave this amount, I gave 50 pounds and my car broke down or my bicycle was stolen. I don't think it worked for me, so I'm going to stop doing that. That's not the way to give. When you giving, give it to people that cannot pay you back. Give it without expectation to it. And it will surely come back. I experienced this in my life. When you give love, I get it back. When you give compassion, I get it back. When I give the time, I get it back. But I actually give without any attachment or expectation to it. I give because I find that I'm so grateful to be in position to give. Because it's a privilege. With everyone have the same opportunity, but not everybody use it. Someone told me a story. It was a very famous story when I was growing up. There was a very bus- there was a businessman that traveled all around the world, but he has a very favorite friend that he really cared. But his friend was a very simple man. He was a carpenter. He just go to his shops, go home, feed his family, and he's complaining about his life. So his friend was looking to build a house. And he showed him the map of the house. And every little change his friend can put together. He will send it to this carpenter friend to look after building the house in their community. In his friend's mind, who happened to be a carpenter, thinking like he's building the house for his friend. So, at one point, he was... He, he was misled or he was influenced by his close cycle, his friends, his other friends and his wife telling him that he's stupid. He should be taking part of the money and keeping it for himself and build his own house because the carpenter friend was living in a renting home. So what he does is to take money from the money his friends saying build a house for himself and he now build a substandard for his friends so after a few years his business friend said now that the house is completed it is time for me to come home and celebrate with you with my family so when the businessman go home he saw the house that was built and he was really disappointed because it's nothing to do with the plan of the house. So he announced in the front of everybody that this house that he was building it for his childhood friends and the carpenter guy didn't know that all the money his friend was sending to him is his money because he's invested that money in his business many many years ago 
by not with cash but by the friendship that they developed for childhood and he was looking a way to provide a shelter and build a house for his own family his family and the computer broke down wept realized that he's been stealing for himself so this is what happened when we undermining ourselves when we're giving by expecting the result before we give that what am i going to get by giving so if you find yourself in this situation that you calculating or trying to exploit in your giving please don't do it because you won't get anything returned you probably get the opposite of what you expect So, you see how giving benefits us tremendously, and the irony is that you must not attach expectations such as what is in need for me, not the way some people use giving to buy others' loyalty, favors, was to control and manipulate people. Don't do it. Don't say, uh, if I give in this, it will like me more. That's not giving. There's a time that we can be kind, friendly, loving to our friends. But when you come to giving, you have to give with open heart without having any attachment to your giving. When you are giving to shape people's behavior, that is controlling them. You create an idea how they should live and you want them to conform to that. Sometimes that is the kind of giving you find in a government that when they're giving uh, aid to other countries it comes with a lot of attachment to it that's not the kind of giving i'm referring to here so giving in a way that is actually help people that really need it help enough people that cannot repay you back with your knowledge money time food patience love clothes because there are people that need it every day. So, there are few benefits of giving and practice you should strive to develop if you expect to see greater positive changes in your life. There are many examples in the book of life autobiography from Babylonian generation to this current generation. Nature has taught us how to give as it does not almost every single day. The least we can do is to appreciate it, look after it and enjoy it. Some nations have made it a national policy to give certain percentage of their GDP toward good causes in less developed countries. So to bring it to the end, which I've overrun the podcast this week, because this particular topic is so big than to just do it in 20 minutes. So even the 31 minutes that I spent, which is 11 minutes more, is very difficult to cut it short for that period. Okay, uh, bear with me what generally happened to a giver so let's look to 14 that happened to you if you're a giver 
meaningful life. The feelings of accomplishment and contentment, which are often sought in the wrong places by many people. The feelings noticed with philanthropists, which is our natural nature. Our natural nature is to be content. That's our natural nature, loving. But with the situation of things, we are far away from it. So giving can unlock the experience once more. Number two, abundance mindset. Whatever you give out comes back to you in hundredfolds, beyond your expectations or measurable. You will notice a shift to clarity of purpose, what you need from what you want, and giving begins to be a simple act of kindness and abundance, and it's a privilege to be in that position. Webbing. You connect to others in a much authentic way without any material motive. Last one, compassion. Your level of understanding of woman's feelings, richness, and life, and support for your personal growth will increase. So, these are just few of these for this article. You can read more about the topic from other sources if you decide to work on it. So, I hope this podcast episode this week once again if you'd like to reach out to me you can contact me through a contact form on our website www.lifeforlivingware.com my name is richard until we meet again have an amazing week and please stay safe ciao